0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on yet another sunny day here in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Anthony Lovett, chairman of Oprah Group, a company recognized as the world's leading manufacturer of mouthguards. Anthony, hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us on the show today. Now, normally, we get directly into uh, the uh, the uh, subject of leadership, but considering the ongoing co- uh, COVID outbreak, let's start there. How has this affected your business?
1: Well, we we live in the world of, of contact sport, and contact sport and, 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 and no contact don't go very well together. So, uh, the business has been very, very badly affected. The one area that we are experts in is, is PPE. So one of the things that we have done is invested in and started producing uh, particularly face masks um, or surgical masks, as they're called, um, in, in response to the COVID outbreak. So that's been a, a, an area of great growth.
0: And. How would you describe your response uh, to this pandemic? Was it a shock to the system or was it quite easily uh, passed through?
1: Uh, From a corporate point of view, a seismic shock. Uh, Literally overnight, our entire sales disappeared to nothing. Uh, The use of mouth guards, which is primarily what we we manufacture, uh, effectively stopped uh, in March of this year. And so everything went, uh, went pretty much dead. Uh, as I said, we had to think of ways to keep the company going. And uh, face masks, as it happened, were probably diametrically opposite to mouth guards in the sense that people might wear mouth guards or might wear face masks, but very unlikely to wear both at the same time.
0: <laughs> yes, more than likely. And do you feel uh, that the challenges that you've been put to the test under have prepared you even more so for when COVID is over?
1: That's a very interesting question. Uh, One of the things that I find our company is, is innovative. We've won the Queen's Award for Innovation on a couple of occasions. And I think this has simply tested our abilities to innovate to respond to what's happened. Um, and I'm not sure there are any specific lessons to be learned for when, for when COVID hopefully is shortly over, but but certainly it has tested us uh, to the extreme. It's also shown me, interestingly enough, I, I always believe pre-COVID that in order to be at, at, at the one's best, we all had to be in the office working together. Uh, curiously, or interestingly enough, when the lockdown started was the time that we started thinking about bringing the face mask business to life. And we, in the space of four weeks, all working from home, collaborated with the management team and acquired and, and investigated all the mask making materials and machinery and had it all flown into the country in a space of literally four weeks. And that is a, that's a significant bit of light to me that Really, I see going forward that, that working from home and giving people some, some space, if you like, to think on, on their own actually has really enhanced our business over the last few months. And that's something I'm absolutely going to carry on through into the future.
0: Now, of course, we're here to discuss the concept of leadership, so we should probably move on to that subject. I always like to start this part of the conversation off by asking the same simple question. What does the word leader mean to you?
1: A leader, to me, is someone who has has a vision, who can decide and choose what the best direction is. And and basically, working with team members, make sure that one goes along that path. And, and that can be a combination of different things of pulling someone along the path, pushing them along the path, or just running well ahead of them along the path and saying, catch up with me. Um, Ultimately, it is is seeing, identifying, and pursuing the vision in a forward direction, but at the same time being able to listen to everyone around and and being willing to to, to consider that maybe your view isn't always the best view and to modify your opinion according to what your team might put to you.
0: And how would you describe your personal leadership style on a day-to-day basis? Oh, probably different.
1: How my staff would, would describe mine <laughs> um, i I'm, I'm I'm on the authoritarian side of of the spectrum um I, I tend to point in a direction and say, "Come on follow me um you know, hear he I mean obviously I'm obviously a, a huge sports fan and particularly you know like of rugby you think of the great leaders of of England rugby like like martin Johnson. And he was always described as a person who, when faced with a brick wall and a team around him, would say, "We've got to run through this brick wall now. Follow me." And he'd go charging through the wall first, and everyone would go in his wake. Now, I don't remotely think I I can aspire to to that, that level of uh, of commitment. But I'm the sort of person if I if I want to do something, I will go after it, and hope that most of my team will will be will be keen to to pursue and, and join with me or, or sort of follow along in in the wake as i as i sometimes leave you know, sort of the yes the waves um yeah, as I a sort of rush to to achieve something
0: Where would you say your leadership style derived from? Did you have a particular role model or have you been shaped more by circumstances
1: uh, that's a, another really good question i i i I first came into my work life as a dentist. And as a dentist, for the first 15 years, I just was in practice, you know, treating patients and what have you. And to a great degree, that, of course, you have to make the decisions, you make the diagnoses, you you recommend the treatments, and then you progress to, to action those. Um, I, think, I think also I'm probably a bit, a bit stubborn as a person. And, and my stubbornness can either be negative or in, hopefully in, in, in occasions can be positive because if I see something I want to achieve, I'll just say, I'm going to do it. And actually, incredibly happy to fail. I prefer to, to, to try and fail than not, just not to try at all. Um, when I first set up Oprah back in the late 1990s, it occurred to me that if I was going to have any success in making mouth guards, we had to make what if not hundreds and thousands of individual customized mouth guards a day and when i tried to find a technician to to, to run my first laboratory uh, a very very bloody chap i met basically turned around and said what you want to achieve has never been done and it can't be done so i i think you're 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 set to fail or well, if ever there was a red rag to the bull um and off we went and now we can produce about three thousand mouth guards a day so everything is hopefully achievable and I'm just probably a very I said, rather over stubborn sort of character.
0: Now, of course everyone has different challenges in leadership positions, but one thing that seems to be ubiquitous is the occasional need to deal with conflict. Do you have a particular methodology of how you resolve conflict within the workplace?
1: <sighs> That's a really good question. Again, I, 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 by nature, are conflict averse. I will always seek to avoid conflict if there's an opportunity for it, and I'm also aware that 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 sometimes my my level of patience isn't perhaps as great as it could be. So, very often, I've now find that having an HR person. We're not a huge company. We've got about 50 employees at the moment, and having an HR uh, manager in place to act as that first line of defence, and then leaving me to deal with the really complicated ones is probably the best. Because if I don't have too many conflicts to deal with, I tend to be much more patient and able to deal with them. Um, I also find that on the whole, I don't, I don't, I don't come across a lot of conflicts at work. I've got to say, I'm, I'm actually very fortunate in that sense. So. So having a good HR manager is a, is a, a great starting point to, to, to keep those conflicts away from my door.
0: Now, unfortunately, our time together has drawn to its close. But before I let you go, what does the next 12 months have in store for Oprah Group?
1: Oh, wow. For the next 12 months, what, what's in store is very much predicated upon COVID. But if we were to assume for a moment that, 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 that the COVID pandemic would were to recede, then the vision for the next year or two is wearable tech within mouth guards, having mouth guards which people can wear to advise them exactly what impact they've had to their head, can tell them how many steps they've taken, what their blood pressure was during sport, actually introducing a whole new sector into mouth guards of wearable tech. And that's probably my, my biggest, most exciting challenge for the year ahead.
0: Well, I'd like to thank you, Anthony, very much for coming on the program. It's been a pleasure to have you here. And, of course, we have to have you again at some point in the near future. But I think all that's left now to say is goodbye. Thank you. That was Anthony Lovett, chairman of Oprah Group. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is my exclusive interview with our chairman, Lord Blunkett. Lord Blunkett, welcome.
2: Thank you very much. It's very good to be with you.